Welcome back to the podcast uh, with your Zahar and Lucas, Gen Z podcast. Yeah, you know, you've heard of it. Uh, we have Trevor back on the podcast. Um, the hockey season's done, boys. Um, I'm actually happy about it, surprisingly. I think there's been a lot of hockey, and this has been a wild year when it comes to things. But we have a Stanley Cup champion, back-to-back, baby. The Tampa Bay Lightning go back-to-back. Um winning in front of their fans the mayor of tampa bay was right they took a light easier day off and came back and won the stanley cup at home in front of a full building basically basically a full building mm-hmm. so shout out pat maroon yep shout out pat maroon for back three to back to back three straight three yep. straight shout out pat, pat, pat maroon um i I think that I think that's something that we should take into account is, I mean, we thought this hockey season was going to be a complete disaster, did we not? In January, yeah, well, yeah, like give yeah, give or take from January, we we didn't like we didn't know if the season was even going to happen, but it happened. We had the North Division, which was wild, and the the I I think the best team won the Stanley Cup. Uh, can we agree with that? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I, thankfully, Montreal didn't win. I I wish they like if I wasn't a Leafs fan, I'd want them to win because of Carey Price and his like the whole underdog story. But thankfully, they didn't win, so that they couldn't rub it in our face. And um, yes, thankfully, yes. So, uh, now the question now is: Is there a we made the Stanley like a final party in Montreal? Because apparently, that's apparently that might happen. Um. <laughs> So uh, the Kucherov, we'll play the Kucherov video be- from his press conference because it's great. It's absolutely fire. You know and what, he said something. What, what 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 is a little crappy is we can't play like visual because the visual I think is the best part of it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go see, it, you just go on Twitter. Like yeah, like that's just that, that's not that hard. Mm-hmm. But um, it's gonna be interesting to see the whole like just how. Montreal react to this or like what do they do? Montreal has a lot of like I know he didn't play the last two games and I think he should have but Cockneyemi is an RFA Philippe Deneau is a UFA um, Joel Armia is also uh, Joel Armia is also a UFA like they have a lot of they have a lot of guys that I think because of this playoff run will ask for so much more money because they're important to their team yeah so I I, I, I don't they're not screwed by any means, but it's gonna be a very interesting summer for Mark Bergevin. And and realistically, this summer is gonna be interesting for all teams. Yep. Uh John Cooper had something interesting to say that they played as a team because they because they ex- expect that this isn't like they're not coming back next year. Like this isn't like these players are not gonna be like on this team again. And they all like pulled together and um, uh, it's kind of like, on... like the last dance. Yeah, kinda like, yeah I was going to say something like that. Yeah, yeah, last dance ask. Um, what? Where I... they're not? This team isn't going to be like the same way that it is this year. Exactly. Yeah, they're losing at least three or four pieces from that team. They're still a yeah. really good team. Yeah, but they're not Tampa's gonna still be... gonna like Tampa's still gonna, gonna make the playoffs. Be, like the past two years, Lightning but they'll mm-hmm. still be a really good team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so do you guys want to listen to the quote or the right now? I need that. Yeah. I need that right now. 
Okay, one second. Let me do it. Just, just going to Montreal, uh, like Corey Perry, UFA, Armia, RFA, Dano, RFA, Stahl, R- uh, sorry, sorry. All, all those ones were UFAs that I said. So Perry, Armia, Dano, Stahl, Tatar, all UFAs. And then Arteri, Lackinen, and Esperi Kakniemi are both RFAs. And then John Merrill and Eric Gustafson are UFAs. I'm going to assume that they're just not going to resign them. All right. I have Nikita Kucherov. Can you guys hear it? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Media, please raise your hand if you have a question. We'll start with Joe Smith, the athletic. Joe, let's hear it. <laughs> Just, let's uh, go, how would you describe your congratulations? Uh, how would you describe your emotions right now after doing what you guys did? I, I, I don't know what to say. Back to back, and you know, I, I couldn't sleep for three nights. You know, and to be able to win this game is huge. Wasi was outstanding. MVP. I was telling him every day, Wasi, you MVP. You, you're the best player. And then they gave it to whatever the guy in Vegas, the Vezina. <laughs> and then last year, they, they gave Vezina to somebody else. Number one bull. Number one bull. Wasi took both cups. You know, and he took MVP and I was keep telling him he's MVP. He's the guy that <laughs> he's the best. You know, he was on his head today and you know, he kept us in the game, and another shout-out by him, remarkable. Can't even tell more. I'm so happy we <laughs> – I didn't want to go back to Montreal, but they acted – the fans in Montreal, come on. They acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? John Romano, they, Tampa they, Bay Times. Their final was last last series. Okay. Lightning with- – their final was their last series. I mean, absolute bagger of an interview. Just, of a quote. Just, of a quote of an interview. Just this is a minute 30 of just absolute banger uh, clips and audio bites of the thing. And just to so, put like. Number one the, bullshit. Yeah, number, number one, one bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> um, hey, so there's a couple Akita, things we could. Akita Kutrov did this thing shirtless, by the way. Yeah, like, okay. So he yeah. did it shirtless while drinking a Bud Light. Just absolute savage. Um, there's a couple of things he touched upon that, like, I kind of like want to talk about. It's okay. So, Con Smythe winner Andre Vasilevsky, obviously, he had like a 9.37 in the entire playoff uh, run. Like, I, I would have given it to Kucherov. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, the run he had, he was leading scoring the playoffs by a significant margin. And I don't know. I just, for me, it was him. I'm not. I think Vasilevsky is also. A great choice like you, you can i'm not saying you went wrong with vasilevsky because i mean he was amazing but i don't know personally i would have given it to kucherov but the reason has why 937 the reason why i'd give it to vasi is because like that stat that keeps being brought up like in series clinching games he has shutouts in what five straight five straight. going back yep. going back to last year's cup final like incredible and the thing is like like how do you win how do you win a game seven or a how do you want a game seven or a series clinching game like last night? One to nothing. Hey, Nikita, yeah, so Kucherov had 32 points. In like 23 games. 23 In 23 games. games. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. And he didn't play yeah. a single regular season game because he was hurt. That's yeah. so impressive to me. I think mean, that's even more impressive is the fact that, you know, everybody talks about like the cap and Kucherov coming back. No normal human being comes back from being not playing for seven months and puts up 32 points in 23 playoff games. Yep. That's not normal. 
Yep. Yeah. Imagine if he played a regular season. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. He was injured. He was injured the, the entire time. You forget that this guy won a heart what, like two, three years ago. He put up like 140 points. Like uh, it was 18-19, whatever that was. I Nikita Kucherov is arguably a top three player in the league. There's no argument. It's not about yeah. my yeah. like if you want, I, want to talk about regular season, you want to talk about regular season, uh, like uh, yeah. I, I think in the playoffs he is a he is a top two, three player that just produces. I think Nikita Kucherov is the second best player in the league, personally. But behind Connor, okay. Yeah. Um, personally, but I mean that's, that's a debate, right? So I mean that's I, 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 just, I'm I'm willing to hear arguments for McKinnon and Matthews. See, yeah. okay, with the whole Kucherov thing, is he hasn't played for a year? That's kind of like that kind of like skews the whole thing of who's the best player in the league because he hasn't played a regular season, so like. I would not for over the last year. I wouldn't say I'd say no. Kucherov is not the best player in or the second best or third, like one of the best players when it comes to a regular season or even just playoffs. Uh, but if we're looking at the greatest scheme of things, then yeah, that that's a valid debate. And I yeah, like next year if he wins the heart, would anyone be surprised? No, no, like nope. that's not. that's the I think I think that's I think that's really what I'm looking for is like what like next year's regular season, which will be a weaker tamp the team i want to see if he's um i want to see if he'll be able to produce as much as as much as he did this this playoffs yeah so my favorite thing of that interview is that guy from vegas <laughs> he doesn't That's even Mark know Andre mark Andre's name which mark is just flurry who he, played, who he played against for years when he was on the penguins yeah like hilarious like if I can be honest, I, I don't want to I I don't blame him because at that point you're just like yo who cares fucking that guy from Vegas and that piece of shit from you know like yeah. like you were talking about him being drunk if the Leafs won the cup would you would you even care if Austin Matthews showed up with a friggin' blunt and a and all cocaine like, yeah. I, like would, I would I would not happens. be watching these interviews I'd be in downtown Toronto partying so like I wouldn't even know oh these interviews have happened. So does the Montreal riot start today or there? No, it's tomorrow? not. Nothing's going to happen in Montreal. They're not going to do anything. If nothing happened last night, they're not going to do anything today. Okay. That's, that's a good point. What, you guys think otherwise? Um, well, I mean, uh, Vancouver was a little. Montreal scary. and Vancouver Montreal... have reputations. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. I was about to say <laughs> Montreal. Just okay. Won. Okay. Vancouver, the Vancouver I... riots are because they lost and I understand Montreal riots for everything. Yeah, that's a good point. But like the whole, sorry, the whole Vancouver thing is like I don't remember this clearly. Was it like the day after or was it day of? It was like, no, night. it was it not. Was that night. It was literally. Oh, it was okay. Literally, so it was like, that night. But yeah, so I mean, it was the difference. Basically, with, they lose with Vancouver doing it that night. Is also, um, I mean, I'm not defending the riots by any means. Like, we're going to this. Like, I I think it was terrible. But the one thing with them doing it like that night is it was a, I'm assuming it was in, oh, it was in Vancouver, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the riots were in Vancouver. The game, was, yeah. the game was in Vancouver, though, right? The, yeah, the, the riots, so, yeah. yeah, game seven was in Vancouver. Because remember, they won the President's Trophy that year. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah, so, so they literally were standing outside of the arena and just burned the city on fire. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea how Roberto Luongo didn't, <laughs> didn't die that night. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, I know there were definitely people that were just going to 
start burning stuff no matter whether they won or lost <laughs> because people are stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, no, that's I it. think I think there'd be a higher chances of riots if they lost Game Four and then were swept in the finals. If they lost in Montreal, that, in Montreal I think that would, yeah. that would have been because a they more... won last uh, the Game Four and they were still riots. Like, you know how lucky they were to win Game Four. Montreal yeah. or like Tampa Bay won in every single category except for the scoreboard. Yeah, like and they, yeah, and overtime. For some reason, overtime, Montreal just loves winning in overtime. I don't understand. They lost how. one overtime game. They're in They couldn't do it in the regular season. Because it's oh, three on obviously. three and they have no skilled players. Yeah. Like they lost one overtime game that entire one, and it was game four against Vegas, and they have, and then they immediately won the next two games. Like just ugh. and as a Leaf fan, it kills me because two of those games were against us at the fucking at the yep. yeah. Like Terrible. Ter- like, just, I, I congr- like, Montreal deserves all the credit in the world. They went to the cup final. No one expected them to even, like, win, it come anywhere close to this. People no thought one that, thought no that one. they're coming out of the first round, but they I, made it out of the first I round. I didn't even give them a chance against Vegas. And they demolished and they took, in they, the second round. They demolished Winnipeg. And then in yeah. Vegas, they took care of Vegas like it wasn't even, a, like, it wasn't even hard. And um, like, congrats to them. But uh, Tampa's, just, to Tampa's just too much. If Tampa's they would have, if they won the Stanley Cup, that would have been like an ultimate Cinderella story. Um, yeah. But yeah. that didn't happen. Thankfully, we don't have to deal with the Montreal Canadian fans as um, like as that's Stanley historic. Cup if they win, this oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but the only other team to do that to be down th- three games and come back to win was the Maple Leafs in like 1942 or something like that. Like something just ridiculously like almost a hundred years ago. Uh, so that's the one, that's the one thing. That's literally the one uh, leaf stat that I look at and go, and go, yay. We still have that happened, one thing. I think it's happened one other time in the playoffs, but not in the finals. It was like Philly Boston or something like, no, it's happened a couple of times. Yeah. Um, in 2014, this is the, this is great. 2014 when, LA won the cup. They were down three nothing in the second round to the Sharks. Yeah, for some, and, yeah, for some reason the one I remember is Philly Boston. Uh, Philly Boston, you're right about that. Like yeah. Philly Boston, that did happen. But was I that 2010 remember. when they made the final? The, the final? Was, yeah, it was 2010 when they made the final against uh, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. And so no, but the so so Jake Muzzin's LA Kings are down three nothing in 2014 to the Sharks, come back and win the cup. Yeah. Like, hey, Tyler Toffoli was on that team too. And Tyler Toffoli and Tanner and Pearson. Pearson. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been for the whole, like the, the whole Stanley cup has been kind of interesting this year. It's been a lot of ups and downs for like almost, I think every fan base. Um, but I think the best team did win. Congratulations to Tampa again. And uh, we'll see them next year, I guess, because mm-hmm. they're always obvious. They have, still have Vasilevsky on a team-friendly contract, and he's just going to be disgusting. Oh, no, 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 no. Is... Vasilevsky's, Vasilevsky's not on a team-friendly contract anymore. They have Braden Point on a team-friendly contract. Vasilevsky makes 9.5, so yes, that's not necessarily I would consider that team-friendly if that guy is winning Consmud and should be winning the Vesna every single year. That's a very good point. Uh. 
like they're gonna have some they're gonna have some they're gonna have probably Barkley Goudreau and Blake Coleman hopefully both of those guys become leaps because I need them right now uh whatever money that the least that Zach Kyman wants you give it to them um and then uh they have to re-sign Stanley Cup winning goal scorer Russ Colton and uh Alex Barry Ballou or whatever you know um David uh, Savard's gonna leave too God damn it. Who was the backup on the Leafs? Um, oh, McElhaney. Yeah, McElhaney has two Stanley Cups. And he never, but he, never played a, but he never played a single game in the playoffs. So, like, who cares? Yeah, he just, he's, he's just so signed good with the right team. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Gig. Yeah, yes. that is a great game. <laughs> and then yeah, he just uh, signed with, the, he just happened to sign with the Lightning, but didn't play a single second in, in both playoffs. <laughs> so, who cares? Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. Now the Luke but, Shen, the Luke Shen aspect of it, the Luke the Luke Shen aspect of it hurts a little bit because I saw it. It's it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny that he has Luke, two Stanley Cups. Luke Shen was literally the savior of the Leafs, and then they just completely fucked he him up. He did contribute last year in a third pair role. Didn't do much this year. He did yeah, nothing this year. He no. did like, contribute Luke last did, year. I, there was a lot of times where like, hey, look at Luke Shen go. But uh, yeah, I th- this this year, yeah. I, I'm really happy for Tampa. It was the only That's good Canucks option. legend, Luke Shen. Yeah, yeah. Were, <laughs> Thankfully, were there, Canucks, were there any Canucks on the on the Lightning this year? Like actual Luke Shen. Okay, oh. that's it. Leafs no. and Canucks legend Luke Shen just everywhere. My favorite. That's my favorite. Is like, oh, what uh, what former this what former player of this team is, has just won the cup, and people are going to get mad at. <laughs> yeah. no, Luke Shen, uh, Quinn Hughes' first D partner. In the NHL, that's tough. Poor guy. Poor that's guy. a tough. That's they played tough. well. They played well together, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, is, there so- is there something else that we? That we- uh, yeah. So before the game started, or like halfway through, like the first period, an article came out that said uh, Vladimir Tarasenko requested a trade from the Blues. Um, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. He was really good with the Blues, I guess. The Blues are rebuilding, reconstructing that he wants out. Like, I, I don't know what the reason would be to get out of there. Maybe a change of scenery. Maybe after the injury, he wants a change of scenery or just isn't the same after it. But he requested a trade. Where do you guys think he's going? Um, and, yeah. So, here's here's my thing when it comes to Tarasenko. When, when St. Louis won the Cup 2019... Something felt weird about him with that whole injury. And then he came back, but he wasn't the same, you know, Tara Sank show that he was. And just something always felt off about that situation after they won the cup. So I'm not actually that surprised that he requested a trade because something always felt off about that whole scenario. Maybe it could have been him coming back from injury. uh, Maybe them making him come back earlier than he should have just something always felt weird between since they won the cup, something always felt off. Uh, Um, Like, so over the last two years, two seasons, so 2019, 20, uh, 2019, 2020, and then 2020 and 2021, he's played a combined of 34 games. I'm pretty sure he had two shoulder surgeries too. Cause I'm pretty sure after the bubble against the Canucks, he was kind of in and out of the lineup when he came back. I'm pretty yeah. sure he got surgery again on the shoulder after that series. Like something, something feels off. Something always felt off. 
Um, like I, I think he needs a fresh start. I mean, I don't know how healthy that shoulder is going to be. I'd be a little worried if I'm a team looking to trade for him. Um, I'd be, I'd be checking his medicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's just really, now that seems really similar to the, to the Eichel situation where if you're going to, if you're going to trade for him, you have an injured player. That's not just, that's not kind of injured. That's extremely injured. Except Tarasenko so, is what, like five years older than Eichel? Uh, Tarasenko's, Tarasenko's only 29. Like he hasn't even hit 30 yet. He's got two years left at 7.5, which is a hefty, which is a hefty amount. Yes. But some, some team's going to like, I don't want to put the Leafs in there, but like, I could see like a, like maybe a one for like, Boston? I don't want to trade Bo- Boston. You said, yeah. Cause they don't have Taylor Hall's not going to be there. I think they're losing a Do you couple know that? of their players. I expect them to resign that? Taylor Hall. I think they're going to resign Taylor Hall. I really do. But, but apparently there was Taylor Hall is in, might be interested in coming to Toronto. So like, see that I, I don't think he's interested more like the Leafs are just one of the teams in on him, which like, of course, which like, yeah. Okay. But if, if I were going to say Tarasenko, if I were to make it about the Leafs, I don't want to trade Mitch Marner, but I think a Tarasenko trade that involves Mitch Marner might works might work in some aspects do i want it to happen not necessarily could i see it happen yes does that it would yeah like i i wouldn't want it to happen but it would be fun it would be fun if that would happen because but but then but then i think about like tarasang is a goal scorer matthews is a goal scorer you have too many goal scorers the fit's kind of weird the fit's kind of weird yeah like i and like like i couldn't like i think boston if boston doesn't get taylor hall uh, to re-sign, I, I I think that they could go after Tarasenko, but th- they should get Hall to re-sign because like that works out. That worked out so well with them, did it not? Yeah, like, it did. It was... worked out really well until mm-hmm. like for the cup run and what he was supposed to do. He did what he was supposed to do, and he his shooting percentage did not stay at zero point three percent or whatever whatever it was in in Buffalo. It came to back to reality, and it was he was pretty good when he was playing in Boston. All right, I, I have a team. I have a team. Okay, shoot. I have a team that needed goal scoring, that would need a scoring winger to play with their very good centers. I'm looking at the Winnipeg Jets. Oh. Because. Wait, is Terracing? Oh, he's a winger. Okay, he's a, he's winger. a winger. He's not a center. He's a yeah. Pure sniper. Because they have because at, at center, <laughs> if you look at Cap Friendly, it still says Mark Shifley suspended. LOL. Um, and th- so Winnipeg has a lot of centers. Uh, they have Wheeler, they have Shifley, they have Dubois, they have Lowry. Wheeler's They're, a winger, isn't he? Who? Wheeler's a winger. It says center center right wing. Uh, he, he is probably predominantly a winger, but. They don't have many like scoring wingers, i.e. a Patrick Line, because they traded him. Like, I could see that I could trade see a fit. sucks for both teams. For both, for yeah. both, it's like, been so bad for both teams. Um, so bad. I could see I could see a fit in Winnipeg because I think they need they need some pure goal scoring because that was really there. I know Montreal's a really good defensive team and Carey Price is unbelievable, but I think that they really needed some goal scoring. So uh, Winnipeg's problem to me is on the back end more so than their forward core their defense needs work i think that's their first priority yeah 
Because when Ehlers and that front row, front first two lines are going, then they're going. They have a really good third line. Um, like they they're going and they can score and put up points. Like we saw in the in the Edmonton series, like they dominated the Edmonton Oilers, who are apparently like who have arguably two of the best players in the league, with Leon Draisaitl and um, Connor McDavid. It's I think when it came to against the Canadians is just the defense didn't hold up. Mm-hmm. I could see a team like Calgary making a run for them. Oh, okay. I, like, we uh, were talking about this. Choice, yeah. Okay, Goudreau and what gets you gets you Tarasenko? I don't think. I, I think they'd keep Goudreau. I think they Why? get rid of Kachuk because Kachuk is the uh, odd man out in that group. Which I would never, I would never, I would never get rid of him. But I think he is considered the odd man out of that group. That's so weird. This how many ten- years? Like, how many years have they been like? We're trading Johnny, Johnny Goudreau. We're not trading Johnny Goudreau, and we're trading Johnny Goudreau, and now we're not. He's got a year left. Um, like, I mean, Tarasenko was two years. The thing with Tarasenko to me is this trade request and the injury stuff brings down his price significantly mm-hmm. for a team that wants to trade for him. I don't yeah. think he's going to get back as much as people think a guy like Tarasenko should. I think if I was Tarasenko, I would be requesting a trade into a market that has good medical staff. Toronto. Also, he has a no move, doesn't he? Um, I think he does. He probably does because everyone has a no move. Pretty sure he has a no move, so he can kind of decide. Uh, he he a 29-year-old also has a full no trade clause. Yeah. So a no, tra- I don't know how many. So with a no trade clause, is that just which, mean, like, which so he would all, have all thirty-two here. teams? Yeah. 32 so he has a full no trade clause, which he would have to waive to facilitate facilitate a deal. So he's in the complete driver's seat. Yeah. Uh, when it comes which, to which removes leverage from pretty much every NHL team. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one negative of requesting. Oh, sorry, a trade it removes leverage from the Blues. Yeah, mm-hmm. from the Blues. Yeah. The, the teams that he wants to go to have all the leverage. Yeah, because he's not because the Blues aren't going to want a seven and a half million dollar player just sitting out because he's unhappy with the team. So they're going to want to trade him for someone that can actually play and wants to play, wants to play for the Blues. Uh, I, like I, unless Tarasenko, like really isn't the same after this. Shoulder injuries. stuff, like St. Louis isn't winning the trade. Yeah. All right. Here's here's a team that might sound weird, but I I think I think it could be a good fit. I, they they did not make the playoffs, but they had the talent, but just needed. I think they needed just one more guy. The Dallas Stars. Oh. Huh. I don't. Isn't that- I don't, I don't think, think the Blues because... would want to trade him in division yeah. if they have a Yeah, choice. it's not in it's in division, so I don't think that, uh, that's a no. Because we're hockey people and that's a no. Like what about fun? What about fun and getting assets? Like 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 how the stars were really were really close. Like they I thought they were gonna make the, the playoffs and they didn't. They if they the didn't with... get COVID to start the year, they're a playoff team, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And I I think that they I I think that they need they might need this one piece to really be like but who comes back back? who comes back like that's the thing 
So now we got like I think <laughs> you gotta Calgary, give you gotta give something to get something. Yeah, I think Calgary's a good a good place that I wouldn't be surprised if they move him there. Uh mm-hmm. Winnipeg I'm assuming two, maybe that St. Louis is looking for hockey trade as opposed to futures. Yeah. Because I think they have a team enough, a team good enough to like compete still. Um, Jordan Bennington, I don't know about that guy, but um, but I think I don't think, no, I don't think the Blues, that, I don't think the Blues can compete. I think it's over. I, I, I think it's over for them. What, you, I don't think they think that though. Yeah. What, why are people oblivious to situations that are going on in front of them? Love it. Because they won a cup three, two years ago. Three, okay, yeah, you want to take your like take your cup and run with it. Like it's not. What, what's that saying of happening. like love is blind or whatever? Or love is like patient. And, love is patient and love is blind. Yeah, so it's like when you're in love with someone, you don't look at their like negatives. You only look at the positives, and that's what I think a lot of hockey people have is they're so in love with their team that they can't accept that it's over. They lost Pat Maroon. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they um, shouldn't have let him go. He she should have they should have re-signed him. He's going he's from back St. To Louis back. too. Like he, yeah. That's why he, he went to St. Louis. He, he went home. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I think the Tarasenko stuff is very interesting. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure where he goes. There's yeah. there's also like this could also just be a like do you think that this could turn into an Aaron Rodgers situation where the where the team just like, but we don't want to trade you and we don't have to? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think that's ha- that's gonna happen, because that's the, I don't think has that ever happened in hockey. Well, like, um, what do you mean? What do you mean? As in, like, the player, the player who requests a trade always, always. No, ends no, no. Up. Like the has that ever happened? That like, okay, let's say a player requests a trade, and then the player's like, no, I'm not playing, and then they just bench him. Um. Because like the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is, like, he doesn't does he have a new contract or he's is he under? Contract? Aaron Rodgers has a contract. He's oh. under contract. Aaron Rodgers is under contract. He just doesn't like, he just doesn't like the contract that he has. So he's oh, like, okay. I'm not playing. So he's like, Aaron's just being. Aaron's literally just whining. And the and the GM is like, we're not going to trade you. And he's like, well, I'll sit out. And he's like, okay, you'll forfeit, you know, twenty million dollars. Like okay. Le'Veon Bell like, did that for an entire the, season. Well, Le'Veon Bell, look what happened to him. Like, <laughs> look what happened to him. He ended up on the Jets. Okay, we're 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 switching sports here. Yeah, we're switching. Yeah. I was just yeah, I was just throwing an Aaron Rodgers like a comparison. I think that, but I think that uh, ter- I think the Tarasenko, I think the Tarasenko situation is interesting. Could I see him going to a different team? Yes. Could I also see the Blues just being like, we're not going to trade you? Yes, because like we said, they still think that they're good enough. The seven half million dollar contract in a flat cap. That's not easy to trade. Yeah. So it'll be. Or they'll do the thing that Winnipeg does. Line A requests a trade. Two years later, he gets traded. Yeah. Um. So I I think I want to keep the podcast short, but one more thing I want to touch on is um Duncan Keith to the Oilers. The rumors have been swirling. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Um, Chicago era is coming to an end. Uh, and uh, Duncan Keith is um. I'd be going to Oilers. Yeah. As a Canucks fan, I love it. (laughs) Ken Holland is going to give up something for Duncan Keith, who is not good anymore. Yep. Um, And he's going to give up something and give up a crap ton of cap space. 
See, where does Duncan Keith fit in on that team? That's really my question. I don't see I don't see where he fits in on an oiler. Like, is he is he grooming Ethan Bear? Is he going to um you know play a big role? Grooming is just this not sound right just just saying that like it sounds weird but <laughs> mentoring is he mentoring ethan bear i think what this tells me is that osher clefbaum won't be ready next year oh like i think what that can that guy catch a break me. can that guy catch a break like so that. Duncan Keefe is under contract till 2023, 2022, 2023 at five and a half. Five and a half. And I'm looking at the Oilers when it comes to their defense. They have they have seven defensemen under contract. Um, so, Larson and Barry are free agents. Yeah. So, yeah. So they I think have, Barry will resign. Uh, I think Barry's going to stay there. Then where does know. Duncan Keefe fit in on the left side? No idea. Like, because you have Darnell Nurse, you have Bear, you have Chris Russell, Evan Bouchard, Philip Broberg, Caleb Jones, and William Lagason as their only defenseman under contract. But, like that is seven. So like, I don't, I don't see where he fits in on the Oilers. Now, would it surprise me if Kevin Holland goes screw it? It doesn't matter because, because you know, life would not. But I just, I, I right now don't see where. Where sorry, where um, Duncan Keith would fit in on this Oilers team? He's got three cups. He's got experience. Oh, he's grit. He's he has got grit, and he's got. He's a leader leadership. in the locker room. Everyone yeah. loves him. He's a good guy. He's a good. You pay person. a price. You got to pay a price for a character, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. you know he's got character. He's a good person. Shut Shut up. that up your bum, sir. Oh my. Ken Holland disagrees. He likes he likes all those characters. Character only matters. Playing on the ice doesn't matter. Do your thing, Ken Holland. Do your (laughs) thing. And ruin McDavid's chances at doing anything ever. (laughs) Literally, literally, just tell tell Connor to shove his head his head in a toilet. Yeah. Connor has Connor has five years left at his on his twelve and a half, and they have done brutal. They have done zero. They have done zero things in That's in the brutal. in the three years where he's had since he signed that contract. He's they have done zero things, and he has five years left. And Leon, has he's four. been there for six years already. Yep, Leon has four. Like if you want to talk about the Leafs guys, Leon has four years left. Connor has five years left. They've done little to nothing. They haven't won a. They haven't they made won the playoffs a, twice in six years. So. If, okay, if we're gonna count, count the bubble because they technically didn't make the playoffs. I was gonna say well, they have not they have not so, won a playoff game since 2017. No, that, that's what I mean. I, I mean that they only, went to two, I only went to they only went to two like they've only made the playoffs twice, the 2017 and then la, la, like this year. Okay, yeah. I was just wondering if yeah. you're counting the bubble or not. I'm not counting the bubble. No, okay. The Leafs didn't count. make the playoffs. The, the Leafs didn't make the playoffs. The Canucks made they the made playoffs. They made the play-in round, but they didn't make the playoffs. The Canucks and uh, Flames and Haz were the only Canadian teams that made the playoffs that year. Yep. Um, like, the Oilers the, the Oilers have, you said, made the playoffs twice. They have not won a playoff game with, this, with these guys since 
2017. You really think yeah. Duncan Keith is going to bring them to this next level? You know what? And That's Duncan Keith is on the decline. Like, he's he's, he's not... He's not good anymore. No, no he's, he's not good he's not at all. On, like, he's not on the decline. He is declining. He's yeah. been declining. declining. Like, Duncan Keith sadly was one of those guys where the slope just kind of was like here, and then just went all the way down like a mountain. Like, it was not a was, gradual decline. It was bang, right down to the, right down to the earth. If this is 30-year-old Duncan Keith, you give up whatever you need to give up. This is 38-year-old yeah, Duncan 35. Keith. He's 38. 35? Yeah. Is he 35 or 38? 38. He's 38, not even 35. No like way. 38. Like, how? That's not the guy that's going to bring you to the playoffs. Hey, <laughs> he's not 38. He is 37, though. So that's... Okay, well, that's... he'll probably be turning 38 yeah. in a cup and whatever. Uh, July 16th. July 16th. Yeah. Two weeks. So, he'll so be in eight days, he'll be 38. And just, like, it's not going to work. That's that not your guy. Not... I just thought he was younger. Adam Larson. Why not? Adam, Adam Larson would do a better chance so much to win. Better. And he plays the right side. Yeah. And he's younger by like a decade and a half. Like, yeah. Adam Larson was drafted in 2011 and Duncan Keith, I think, was drafted in like 2003. 2003 something like that, yeah. Something like that. Like, like it's just, it's not, like, that's not the guy you should, like, uh, Adam Larson's 28 and... And uh, so he's a he's decade younger, literally, yeah. literally a decade younger. So, like, Adam Larson's not your guy, or sorry, sorry, Duncan Keith should not be your guy. As, like, oh, when yeah. we get Duncan Keith, Connor, get your ring fingers ready. Yeah, um, the only I think thing that's Duncan Keith will be able to do is show Connor McDavid what a ring looks like, <laughs> what a couple rings would look like. He's got three of them, yeah. Oh, shit, that's funny. Um, I think I think that's good. that's a good place to end it. I want to keep this episode a bit shorter because I'm heading to the cottage. It's shitty weather, but I'm going up north because I want to get rid of, get out of town. Um, but a couple important dates when we're going to be back and just stuff that's going to be happening. Uh, July 17th is deadline for teams to submit protected lists for expansion. Uh, July 21st is the uh, NHL, uh, NHL expansion draft. Uh, July 23rd is the first round. July 24th is the second to seventh round. And then tw- July 28th is restricted free agency. So I think for like the next week, week or week and a half till the 21st, we're not going to have any podcasts. We're going to go take a break um, and just enjoy the summer for, for as long as we can until we have to be back. And, um, and, then, and then on the 20th, and then what's the 26th is free agency. We'll see who gets added to Jim's bad contract emporium. Okay, we're not going to – yeah, just – it's fine. Um, I want to say thank you for listening this entire season. It's been a hell of a run, a hell of a, like, podcast. We've been – we did double podcasts for when the Leafs games were happening, and then other than that, we were doing all single weeks. So we're up to, like, 75 episodes or 76 episodes. So we're, we're – keep going until the Leafs win or just start rebuilding. because Yeah, or we get tired and start rebuilding. Um, Trevor, thanks for joining us on the uh, Stanley Cup run here, um, or the Stanley Cup finals and the Stanley Cup uh, run. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. Check us out. Recommend us to a friend. And we'll see you guys in like two weeks. Have a great summer.